This is the Inside Scoop with your hosts, Alex Sherman and Edmund Lee. Welcome to another edition of the Inside Scoop. I'm Alex Sherman, joined as always by my colleague Edmund Lee. Today we have a special guest, a Comcast executive, uh, chief of business development over there, Sam Schwartz, to talk about a new technology that pairs Comcast and Twitter together and actually uh, may even expand beyond that at one point. It's called See It, and it's a way of linking TV viewership to social media. Sam, Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alex and Evan. Happy to be here. Uh, so give us a brief rundown of what this is exactly, Sam. You just guys, you announced this uh, a few days ago, um, and it seems to have the potential to be something that could be pretty big. Yeah, we think it's pretty interesting. You know, for a while we've been building the tools that we give our customers so that they can navigate through all the choices that they have. Um, our X1 platform has been doing that on the TV set, and now we want to bring more of those tools to the online world as well. There's lots of different ways that customers can discover the content they want to watch. But one of those ways, obviously, is learning about it in social media. And so on Twitter, you know, one of, one of our data points says that there's about 350 million times a week people are seeing tweets, for example, about one of our shows called The Voice. And Voice, which is on NBC. It's on NBC Universal, right? And um, what we... What we've noticed is that you know there's some great conversation going on online on places like Twitter about shows like The Voice, but it's not really actionable. So if you if you see your friends or somebody that you respect is talking about it and encouraging you to watch, you still have to go back home, pick up the remote and set your DVR or find the channel that's on and tune to it. And what we're trying to do here is just reduce the friction between all that conversation and the consumption, and that's what See It's all about. And so. We're um, giving people options. It's not just about watching it on the TV set, but they can also, if they want, and they're entitled to it, they can watch it right there on their smartphone or their iPad where maybe they're using their Twitter app. So how mechanically, how does that work? So you're, you're seeing, can I actually watch The Voice, for instance, within a tweet itself that maybe NBC is, is tweeting out uh, amidst all these conversations? Right. So this will get better over time, but, but initially what will happen is right there in your Twitter app, if you're using it you know, on an iPhone, for example, um, you'll see a tweet about the voice, and next to the tweet will be a little button, and the button will say see it on it. And when you press that button, a little window comes up. You're still in the Twitter app. And um, first time, if you're a Comcast subscriber, you'll, you'll tell the app that you're a Comcast subscriber. If you're not, we'll still have some options for you, and I'll talk about that if you want. But as a Comcast subscriber, you'll then get another screen, which gives you really a menu of options of how you can see it. And the choices might be things like, if it's on t television right now, we'll change the channel automatically on your set-top box right to the channel that it's playing on. Or if it's available on demand, we can we can play it on demand. Or if you've already recorded episodes, we'll show you that, and you can start playing the back from your DVR. Um, also, if it's available as part of the uh, TV Everywhere, we call it, or the Xfinity TV app, or, or elsewhere in other apps, maybe on your smartphone, we'll link directly out of the Twitter app into those apps and, and let you get to it that way. So a couple things, Sam. One, when you say a tweet, now this could be anyone's tweet? Yeah, anybody who, and, and we'll get more sophisticated about this over time, but initially it's anybody who has a tweet that points to a, a website that's about that show. So we have to be able to figure out when somebody tweets what show they're talking about so that we can bring the see it button to the right place. But as long as we can figure that out, and as I said, we'll get more sophisticated about that over time. 
then we'll, then we'll be able to present that see it button. One of the ways we might know is that people use a hashtag, like hashtag the voice or, or something like that. And then the second thing, uh, do talk to us a little bit about what happens if you're not a Comcast subscriber. Sure. So we're going to be expanding this program, we hope, quickly to other you know, distributors of TV in the, in the U.S., other cable operators, telephone companies, or even satellite companies to, to try and bring them in to see it uh, program. Um, but if you're not, if they're not on board, or if you're not um, subscribed to one of those, we'll still want to present something for everybody. Which means that um, we'll show you the options that you might still have available. Maybe you'll, we'll, we'll swing you over to the HBO Go um, app, or find other places where some of that content might be available. Whose invention was this? Is this Comcast's invention, or is this Twitter's invention? Well, we've been working on this kind of technology since the iPad came out in, I think, 2009. And just a month after the iPad was released, um, our CEO demonstrated an iPad app that lets you change the channel on your set-top box. And it's actually, since then, become probably our most popular app. And we've got millions of our customers who set their DVR recordings and change the channel you know, through their smartphone or through the, uh, the iPad. And they can do that even when they're outside their house. And this is just really an extension of that technology but it's us sort of recognizing and then, and then going to Twitter first and recognizing that there's a ton of this conversation around entertainment all over the web and all over these apps. But as I said before, it's sort of broken because it's, it's not easy to get from that conversation right to consumption. So we approached Twitter. Um, we've been talking to them about it for a little while. And uh, with all the push they've been doing into embracing television, they were pretty receptive. So why would you want to share this with other pay TV providers that could potentially be your competition? That's, that's a good question. I think we, um, you know, we see this as a platform that can really help the overall ecosystem. You know, um, one of the things we want to continue to um, help people do is to tune into live TV. Um, you know, live TV is the place where sort of the most engagement takes place. There's um, um, interesting interactive possibilities there in the future. There's also better monetization for the networks when people actually watch the television when it's first broadcast. Um, so we're trying to help the ecosystem in that way. You know, for this to ultimately be successful, I think it's going um, to have to have the broadest appeal. And to get the broadest appeal, we want to have the most number of partners in it as possible. And so as you pointed out earlier, though, this clearly helps NBC in a lot of ways in terms of potentially driving more live viewers um, to, to television, which is, which is really what the networks have been struggling with in terms of trying to maintain or increase ratings, not just for NBC but all the other guys as well. Is that a big part of the motivation here? It's a piece of it. You know, obviously we, we, we own the Comcast cable, but we also own NBC Universal. Um, but I think there's, you know, this is a win all around. It's good, it's good for programmers because I think it will drive more, more live tune in, but it also gives them more measurability to the efforts they're putting already into, into social promotion. You know, you see lots of hashtags, for example, spread all over um, the programming on, when, it's, when it's broadcast on the TV screen. And up to now, it's been hard for them to know, you know, how much is that effort worth to them. And this is, you know, we're going to know every time a tweet appears with a particular hashtag that, that perhaps they promoted, we'll know what kind of link back to the TV set that created. And they've got some interesting um, uh, sponsorships that they're working on where 
where together with Twitter, that was another part of the announcement we announced with NBC, um, where they can get sponsors to actually sponsor these tweets. Um, they can get uh, the 30-second um, spots that are on television to also um, be sort of amplified in the, in the Twitter environment. This gives some measurability to that. Did it work? Did it get people back to the TV set? And therefore, they know how, how much uh, investment to make in that kind of promotion. Quickly, how, how, are, how do those sponsorships work, whether it's the 30-second ad spots that run in front of it or the sponsor tweets themselves? What is the structure of those deals? Do you guys simply split that revenue with Twitter, or do you guys own 100% of that? Yeah, CBS announced a, a similar deal with Twitter about a week, week and a half ago, and then NBC did, did that as part of this announcement this week. And the way it works is that a, a, an advertiser on a show, for example, like The Voice, may choose to um, buy additional inventory on Twitter through NBC, um, which helps, as they say, amplify, that's what it's called, the Amplify program, amplify that ad inside Twitter. And what that really means is that Twitter's building an increasing amount of information about the users and what they like on Twitter. And so in addition to the people who would typically follow, for example, the voice uh, Twitter account on Twitter, Twitter can take that, that tweet and show it to other people who might also be watching that show or be interested in that advertiser's message. And so that's really what, what Twitter's doing with that particular deal. And there is a rev share um, between Twitter and the programmer who sold that ad to that advertiser. What's I the think split? the advertisers are finding that pretty interesting and compelling because it, instead of just a 30-second spot, it, it's a way of reaching that same audience but with a more interactive experience. You get to retarget them, which is important to advertisers, certainly. But again, what's that, what's that split, though? Is it 50-50 or is it 70-30? What does that look like? Yeah, we haven't really talked about that. That's not something we're, we're, we're talking about yet. Okay, we'll come back to you another time on that then. Part of the vision for this, Sam, I think, is uh, – you want see it to be somewhat ubiquitous on the web. Can you talk a little bit about even maybe some hypothetical situations about how see it can evolve beyond simply TV and Twitter? Sure. So there's lots of places on the web, obviously, where there's conversations or content related to television. You could think of places like IMDb or Flickster or even um, you know, E! Entertainment has a, an, uh, an entertainment news site. All those places are places where people sort of find out their information about television and maybe even make decisions about what they want to watch. So, for example, if you were on the e-entertainment news site and you um, read something about tomorrow night is the, the finals on The Voice and that piqued your interest enough to say, hey, I'm not going to be home, maybe I want to record it, right there on that site you might eventually see a See It button and you click it and uh, you can, without even leaving that website, You'll be able to uh, set your DVR, record it, and, uh, and, and, and return back to the e-site. So, you know, just like you see lots of Facebook like buttons all over the web, I don't think this is something you'd see everywhere on the web, but really on those places where television and movies are being talked about, you know, we could imagine the See It button um, ultimately being uh, something you'd find everywhere. What about on Facebook? Sure. I mean, there's lots of conversation on Facebook around entertainment. You know, we've sort of chosen to go out of the gates here with Twitter because a lot of their focus now is on television, and it's such a real-time platform. But, uh, you know, any place on the web where there's conversation, we'd be interested in eventually getting there. Is part of the motivation, Sam, simply to try this out, you know, to try to get some data to figure out, is this something that people will use and want? I think that's right. You know, we've been working on a lot of infrastructure at Comcast over the last few years to make our platforms a lot more web-like, and that gives us the ability to experiment on things like this without having to make a you know enormous investment. We've got a 
relatively small team out in Silicon Valley and our offices out there building this thing. And we'll get a lot of data back and we'll tweak it until it resonates with consumers and the rest of the ecosystem. Well, and then so where where will you be putting your? Let's say this starts to work and you're seeing it, it get some traction. Um, what's the next steps around that? What how will you look to expand it? Whether it's on Facebook or other channels, uh, in terms of trying to drive more viewers uh, to TV or have more conversations online. Yeah, I think the I think the next steps for us really are to to see if we can get other distributors of television into the See It platform, and we'll we're hoping that we can have some announcements hopefully on that by the end of the year. We also want to get other programming partners in addition to NBC's networks, which would be great to get them to support this. Um, we also uh, want to see uh, Fandango come and join us on this. Fandango is uh, a, a company that does movie ticketing, obviously one of the most popular, and it would be interesting if you want to see it in the theater. Um, if somebody tweets about a movie that's still in theaters, we'd, we'd love to add Fandango to the service. And then beyond that, we'll start talking to other websites and app developers about including the see it button in their places okay you guys own fandango so that may be an easier conversation we do own fandango that's right (laughs) well really quickly so that that's an interesting proposition are you saying conceivably that viewers could watch an entire movie through a fandango channel uh with with this see it technology no that's not that's not what i'm saying but um what i'm saying is that if you were reading a tweet about a movie that just uh, released in theaters yesterday and that and that made you want to buy a ticket. You can, you can buy it in the app. And you could buy the ticket right there. Would yeah. any of the new distributors be paying Comcast to be a part of this? So far, we haven't. That's not our business model. Um, you know, we, we went into this very open-minded with Twitter. Um, there's a lot, a lot of potential for this platform, and we could spend a lot of time trying to, you know, predetermine the answer to every question and every uh, scenario that might happen. And we really you know, together sort of pledge, let's let's go experiment with this thing. Let's get this up and running. Let's see how it resonates with users and the rest of the players in the ecosystem. And so I think, you know, we have sort of the luxury of some time here to, to figure it out, and then we'll uh, decide later on if there's, you know, anything we need to sort of carve up. Sam Schwartz, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Sam, one of the uh, developers of this intriguing new technology, a partnership between Comcast and Twitter. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Inside Scoop, the Bloomberg Media Podcast.